Welcome to episode 202 of Crack the Customer Code, because there's no crying in customer experience. Is it possible that customer service technologies could replace human customer service? If so, what is the best way to integrate these technologies into your customer service model? What do you think, Adam? Uh, I think we're going to be out of a job soon. <laughs> no, of, co- of course, it's not a question of if customer service technologies will replace human customer service. It is, of course, going to happen. So the question is when and in what context, because it will never, well, I won't say never, never say never, but in our <laughs> lifetimes, uh, it's not, it's not going to happen across the board. It's only going to happen in certain areas. So what we're going to do today is look at a little bit of that and look at some of the challenges we face now, not way far in the future uh, with this very process. Yeah, and I think any of us can really point to our own lives right now and think about places that are now automated that used to only be with people. And an easy one is the supermarket self-checkout line. You go there, you scan your own stuff, you pay at the machine, and you walk out the door. But even there, we need real people around. We need people who can help when things get stuck or... Uh, any of those things that can happen. I like to bring my own bag, and the machines do not like that. Well, <laughs> you it, have to it, because of the tell weight? them in advance. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Interesting. Well, and I'm very uh, curious to see how the Amazon Go experiment uh, happens, because they are actually, strangely, going into the supermarket business and mm-hmm. the, the retail business, but you know, their whole thing is you simply are going to walk in and walk out. It's all, you know, there's not going to be a checkout line. Yeah, it's all going to be app based and all of that. And so we'll see, I would assume, of course, that they are going to have staff trained to support mm-hmm. the checkout line. And I think that's one of the first things to really understand when you talk about checkout lines, we talk about this and I, I wrote a post on it. I can't remember the name. I think it was something like uh, self-service doesn't mean solo service or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. which um, yeah, basically says you've, you've got to have that human support to it. Right. Right. And We've talked about all sorts of cool technology that's used in a very almost isolated way. Um, And I think the question is, when does it get to that critical mass point where we become so familiar with it and that we're all more comfortable with it that maybe you don't need as many people to support it, but you still need people who are there in case things go wrong? Right, exactly. And part of it that it's a backup plan, right? It's a customer mm-hmm. experience, you know, sort of play for lack of a better word. And it is predicated by the technology and the person not interacting correctly, either because the, you know, there's either a human error or there's a technological error. So one of the best things you can do is really make sure the technology is easy to use, but also to make sure that the customers are trained or have access mm-hmm. to very clear instructions on how they can use it. And what are some ways I can do that, Jeannie? (laughs) Well, I think it's important, like anything else, to really map out the experience and not just the experience on the screen, but actually map out what is somebody trying to do here? What happens if they use this technology and things go wrong? Because it's really, that's where you need that human support. But if you can map things out in advance so that you really understand the entire journey, not just the journey on the screen, but the context around it, then that will help you, first of all, prevent some of those issues. And second of all, understand 
what you need to train those support people on the most. For instance, my grocery store example, for a while, you couldn't really do anything if you brought your own bag. If I put it into the bagging section, I was told that there was an unknown thing, somebody had to come over and kind of clear my machine and all that. Now, before you start, you can make that selection. So that is something where gosh, if they had thought about that in advance, it would have been a much less frustrating experience using that technology. They finally got there, but it's really important to understand what experience are you trying to deliver? What does that look like when things go wrong before you start introducing the technology? Well, yeah, I think that's where you get in that trap of uh, thorough vetting with customers Mm -hmm. and testing and speed to market. Right. Right. And not buying the tool for the tool's sake. <laughs> uh, which is actually a, a double segue. I'm going to I'm going to do a double segue here. Oh, here we go. Because we're talking about speed to market and we're going to talk about Steve Jobs. But what we're going to talk about with Steve Jobs is that fascinating uh, scene. I, I don't know if you saw the movie, the, one, uh, the Aaron Sorkin one, the second one. I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. Well, it, it's set around a bunch of uh, product launches. That's sort of the, you know, the filmmaking mechanism they use. And one of them's around making the Mac say hello. Oh, yeah. And just his obsession with why it had to say hello. And it actually brings us to a good point, which is trying to make the technology as human as it can be. One of the reasons he said it has to say hello, because Hollywood had been making computers scary things for so many years. Mm. Hmm. And, you know, I think anything you can do to make the technology more human mm-hmm. uh, can, can really, you know, it's just the way we react to things. Well, and I think that's why people are so excited about this artificial intelligence trend that we're seeing, because the chat bots and things like that that are done well, it feels like you're talking to a person and it feels like they're answering your questions. And one of the things that I'm pretty excited about is uh, Google has been working on a way to use artificial intelligence to uh, cut down on the really horrible, hateful comments that people leave online. And they're getting to a point where as a user, you'll be able to set your own boundaries. Like, I want, you know, this much vitriol (laughs) or this much. (laughs) Um, But the artificial intelligence is starting to get there in these ways so that it's not only, you know, reacting like a human, but they're actually thinking of very human applications for it. And I think that's pretty exciting because... Yes, right now you can use artificial intelligence to, for instance, order a pizza through Facebook Messenger. But beyond that, it's it's pretty complicated, but we're getting there. And I think when we are looking at artificial intelligence and virtual reality and all of those things, um, some of those things will replace some of these human interactions we have. But to your point, I don't think we have to fall for the Hollywood version of it. It's not all scary. Some of it is really exciting, and it will provide more positive experiences for customers overall. And that's something I think we should all get behind. Well, yeah, and I'm very excited about that Google technology because I'm going to put those filters on immediately. Then you're going to be like, Adam, I left a comment for you. Why didn't you respond? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I had my vitriol filter on, Janie. You better be nicer. Blocked. Blocked. <laughs> Our vitriol goes to 11, Jeannie. (laughs) Nice. Well, I think, you know, at the end of all of this, what we really need to just emphasize is really thinking about what is that journey like? What is it like the first time for a customer when they approach that technology? What sort of support can you give them? And making sure that as we adapt to technology that we're supporting the people using it. 
That's that's a great point. And I would even add to draft off of that. Get be be cautious with the hype is what I'm going to mm-hmm. say, which is to say when the hot new technology comes out and you find out you can save three pennies per interaction using it. Don't just take the hook and go mm-hmm. straight with it. Really think about what is the impact on the customer experience and the customer relationship and our emotional connection to the customer going to be by adapting this technology. Make sure the technology facilitates a better human interaction, doesn't replace it and denigrate it. Yes, yes. And don't don't be afraid to invite your customers into that pilot program, you know, get their feedback, make sure they're aware that you're trying to figure out how to best use this technology to support them. And if they're part of the process, they are more likely to actually enjoy using the tools later. So don't be afraid to include your customers. Don't just pilot things with your employees or with a small group. Take things out to the streets and see what your customers actually think about it. And just remember, some technologies are better than others. This is actually Adam's bot. I haven't been here live. <laughs> for, <And> years. <laughs> for years. For years. <laughs> You've never known until now. This is, the, this is the big reveal at the end. Do I get a yes. rose? <laughs> we get a bot. My bot, gets, my bot gets a rose. I'm not here. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, I think, uh, you know, I think we covered a lot of ground here. Is there anything we didn't cover as far as technology and customers, Adam? Oh, the, what is that? Another layup? Okay. Yes. The <laughs> robots are coming, Jeannie. <laughs> Jeez. Give the audience a break. Let's have one episode where we don't say it. <laughs> well, I guess we'll start on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code and Adam's bot. <laughs> we are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. If you like C-Suite Radio, then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs. And it's all on demand at csuitetv.com. And make sure you learn more about Adam at customersthatstick.com. It's the real deal there, I understand. It is the real deal. I'm actually there in an undisclosed location, but I am there. You can find me there. <laughs> and, of course, make sure to connect with Jeannie at 360connects.com because if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that is connectext.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, obviously, no bot could do this silly. It's not happy. So <laughs> it's the real me. And until next time, from me personally, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.